Wondering how you can help and support the I Am Necessary podcast platform? Well, you can go to anchor.fm slash I Am Necessary. That's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash I Am Necessary. Scroll down just a little bit, find the support button. Click support and there will be instructions on how you can have a sponsorship anywhere from 99 cents a month to $9.99 per month to help boost this podcast and this platform. Okay, so thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me. I really appreciate it. And with that being said, Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the I Am Necessary podcast. This is your guy, Marcel Johnson. Uh, Today, I have a little treat for you. I don't know if many of you know this, but your boy, me, uh, I suffer from sleep apnea right so the gentleman that I have on the line right now his name is Robert Taylor and he is the CEO of TaylorMade Sleep Service and Consulting I found Robert and we had an initial conversation the other day just about everything pretty much what we're gonna get into today because he and I both believe this is something that a lot of people need to know about okay so Rob what's up Hey, what's going on, man? First and foremost, uh, thanks for having me on the show. I'm, I'm uh, honestly, I'm honored. Um, shout out to Nick for uh, putting us together. Like always, great minds and great people think alike, and uh, he just bridged the gap between two great people. So uh, I'm excited and uh, just ready to, to kick this off. Okay. So before I let Rob tell you about what he does, I wanted to share a little bit about why I'm so vested in this. Like I just said. I have sleep apnea and I was diagnosed maybe about 14 years ago, you know, and I went in for something totally unrelated, but as my doctor started to dig in a little bit, he asked me some questions and he said, you know what, you might have a sleep disorder. And I was like, okay, so what do I do? And the process between what do I do and me actually sleeping with the things that I need to make me better was something short of a nightmare, I'll say, looking back now. And what I mean by that is I go to the doctor. He tells me I may have sleep apnea. So he sends me off somewhere for another person to say, yes, he was right. And then they sent me off somewhere to schedule an appointment to actually take the test, the sleep study test, to see exactly how, what, to what a severity I had sleep apnea so that was about a month for for lack of a better term a bed can open up so I go out to this sleep lab and not just go out to the sleep lab I had to bring a change of clothes I went out there at about eight o'clock and they said yeah because you're gonna spend the night here so I was like okay if that's what this is so I ended up spending the night they put all these things on me they got their readings sent me on my way Then about three weeks later, I get a call saying, come on in. So I go on in. Yep, actually it's confirmed. You do have sleep apnea. So then they sent me to some other place to talk to the the guy who really sets me up for what's called the CPAP machine back in the day. So I did all of that. Cost me a lot of money, but it's my health. So I had to do it and it cost me a lot of time. And then I got the CPAP and it did it changed my life you know I was able to sleep and get rest 
So not to belabor this thing, I used the CPAP machine for a long time. Then I moved. The CPAP machine got lost. And so I was like, well, to hell with it. I'm, I'm fine. I don't need it. You know, I used it long enough. I should be fine. And then things start to occur again. So these same symptoms start to come back. So I found the CPAP machine. And a CPAP machine, I'm sure Rob will elaborate on this in a minute, but it's something that you, that a doctor has to set for you. And so the doctor set it according to what my needs were. But when I lost it and found the CPAP machine again, I didn't want to go through the hassle. So I actually YouTubed how to set a CPAP machine. And when I was messing with the, the uh, configuration, I was like, okay, this feels good. So I'm going to go with this. And who knows if that was the right setting for me. But anyway, I ran with that for quite a long time. And then uh, that machine just disappeared again. So years later, I go back, go through kind of the same process. But this time, they gave me what's called an APAP machine. And this is a much better machine. It pretty much jibes to how you're breathing. It gives you the air you need according to what it's feeling and censoring. You know, it's a pretty serious process, but well worth it. And talking to Rob the other day, I was telling him of the story, and he was just giggling to himself because that is why he is in business now because the process and the money that I spent is what's prompted him to get into what he's doing now. So let me start with this, Rob. What exactly is sleep apnea? Well, uh, sleep apnea basically is when you stop breathing in your sleep and it's involuntary and that's the key word. A lot of people seem to think that there's only one type of apnea, and that's actually not true. There are three different types, and there are all kinds of other things that go with it, but not to get long-winded. You have obstructive, you have central, and you have mixed. Obstructive is basically where you're choking the hell out of yourself in your sleep. I'll just be frank. If you have a weak muscle palate, it's the muscle that holds your tongue in place. Generally speaking, it relaxes because it's like a muscle when you relax uh, or fall asleep it actually has some give to it, which is why a lot of people may snore because it wiggles. In some cases, it completely collapses and closes off your airway. In order for it to be considered an apnea, it has to literally close off your airway for a minimum, and I stress minimum, of 10 seconds. That's not sitting there saying how, last, how long they last. I've uh, done studies and seen people's apnea last damn near a minute and a half, right. and they don't even know it. Central's Central apnea is pretty much, it does the same exact thing as far as like 10 second pauses uh, and, and collapsed airway. But uh, with central, there's no collapsed airway. Your brain's basically telling you not to breathe. Most patients that have this issue have had some type of head trauma, head injury, uh, um, seizures, things of that nature. And then mixed is actually really bad. It's a mixture of literally both of them. So not only does your brain tell you not to breathe, for that 10 seconds, but then, then you have an obstructive sleep apnea right afterwards. Uh, it's very, very dangerous. It's actually very scary if you really think about it. Like, I'll challenge all the listeners at a time. Just hold your breath for 30 seconds to see how that feels. Because mm -hmm. honestly, at minimum, that's how long <laughs> these events generally last. And you don't necessarily know that you're actually doing it in your sleep. Right, right. And it's funny because... My wife is the one who would tell me, you know, you stop breathing in your sleep. And I'm sometimes it's like, is he dead? You know, <laughs> so 
So I'm like, yeah. wow, you know, and as I'm sleeping, I don't really feel it. I wake up from time to time or whatever. So I asked her to videotape me so I can see and hear what that sound like. When she finally did it, it scared me. And I'm like, how long have I been doing this? And then everything started to make sense. Like, is my brain getting the oxygen it needs? And all these types of things. Let me ask you, what causes sleep apnea? Well, there's a lot of myths and facts and fiction that goes with it. But honestly, for the most part, a weak muscle palate. Obesity and, and you know, being fat and having a big neck has a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. But also, if you have enlarged tonsils and alnoids if those are extremely big then it also uh, provides a little bit of blockage especially when the tongue falls back slightly uh it could block your airway because i think you said that you were at like a dentist or something like that and they saw the inside of your throat right and and thought hey you may actually have sleep apnea right. well that's you know that's a good way to actually check a lot of ENTs and dentists actually look at that and, and can tell but to determine whether it's weight or a weak muscle palate you honest to god have to be tested and and if you're tested and it's severe and you gradually lose weight and, and generally speaking this does happen a lot when a patient is diagnosed with apnea and they lose weight they check their levels again and if that level drops and, and generally it actually does then it kind of coincides co with each other where it, it, it could be a little bit of the weight, but it also too could be a weak muscle palate. I mean, as you get older, your muscles do deteriorate. That muscle palate is no different. Wow. I was getting a little tired, but I chalked it up to, oh, I worked out today. I didn't have it to the point where me and sickness, I fall asleep, but I did take some naps in my day. You know what I mean? Right. So <laughs> from a professional standpoint, what are some of the symptoms and some of the signs that you may have sleep apnea? No problem. Well, naps are one. I mean, everybody likes a good nap. I'm not even going to lie. Headaches, dry mouth in the morning, sore throats, uh, migraines, depression. Diabetes is, is honestly a huge sign, too, because if you are sleep-deprived uh, and fatigued and the quality is absolutely bad, it shoots your blood sugar up. Uh, high blood pressure, it does the exact same thing. When you are dealing with the stresses of life, your blood pressure is up. When you go home and you go to sleep, your blood pressure, honestly, is supposed to regulate. Mm -hmm. If you have apnea and it is mild, moderate, or severe, you're sleep deprived. The quality of the sleep is literally horrendous. Your blood pressure is always high. It doesn't regulate, which is why it's always high and you have high blood pressure. So that's a key. Heart disease, signs and symptoms of stroke, heart attacks, cardiac uh, arrhythmias. I mean, you name it. We can go, we'll be here for two days. We'll right. go down all the symptoms. But generally speaking, if you're just tired, stop blaming it on stress throughout the day because mm -hmm. being tired isn't normal. You know, I was diagnosed with sleep apnea a month ago. Mm -hmm. And I realized, holy hell, I've been functioning at 65% of my capacity to where you you're just on a lot of us are just on autopilot is what i like right. to call it yep. because you're you're so motivated right your brain just wills your body to do everything you know you have to do it you know you have to get up to work you know you have to go pick up the kids you know you have to cook dinner you know that you're programmed to do certain tasks all the time it's just you're a bit slower now so you want to contribute that to either age or stress or mm -hmm. this and that no it's poor quality of sleep Sometimes we just have to stop being doctors to ourselves. What are some of the dangers of having apnea and having it go undiagnosed and untreated? Well, I mean, honestly, the, the biggest ones I would have to say are, are uh, heart disease, 
heart attack and stroke. I always tell people, look, if you have undiagnosed sleep apnea, you're a ticking time bomb. And one of those things are going to happen. You may not even feel it. You may not even have blood pressure, high blood pressure or this and that, but it is going to happen. It has been proven over and over and over again that eventually it's going to get you. I stress that snoring isn't normal. It's a symptom. And I, and I really stick by that word. Like if you snore, you should be tested. There shouldn't be any excuse about it. Be tested because it's an indication that you have a weak muscle palate. That weak muscle palate could collapse. You don't necessarily know. So some people will sit there and say, oh, it's not as bad as, you know, I think it is or that it is. How do you know? Right. And fortunately, like I said, I was living with someone who could tell me, man, you are, you're not just snoring. I mean, you are, it's scaring me. So for a lot right. of folks out there who may be alone and have no idea the severity of, you know, they pulling the paint off the wall, you know, this right. could be, it could be really dangerous. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right. So. Let's dive into you a little bit. Now, you have all this passion and you talk about this apnea. Tell me a little bit about how long you've been in the sleep field and what made you get into this type of stuff. All right. Well, you know, I love talking about myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been doing sleep for about 12 years, going on 13. And funny, I, I didn't really think I would stick with it that long. So I think I was, it was in 2006 when I actually first started doing sleep studies and things of that nature. I've done everything from being a tech to consulting with other labs to travel neurodiagnostics to EEGs uh, to marketing, scoring, you name it. From top to bottom, I've done it. Ran two labs, things of that nature. Just everything there is to know, I just honestly, once I committed to it, I just dove into it. And honestly, I was just fascinated with how sleep controls every aspect of a person's life. When I was in training and in school for it, I went to Texas Sleep of uh, Texas School of Sleep Medicine. It's in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. It's a great one. I think it's a month and a half now, but it's a great one month course. If anybody was interested in actually changing profession and, and jumping into a Texas Sleep uh, Texas School of Sleep Medicine. Sorry, I always get them confused. I was there and I learned about a lot of things that I was actually going through as I'm learning, like sleep paralysis and, and sleep starts and things of that nature. And what you think, oh, this is weird and this isn't right. And then you realize what they are. And it's like a light goes off. It's like, wow, sleep really does do this and do that. And since then, I've just been hooked. And I've traveled from state to state doing uh, doing travel work learning on how different hospitals do this and do that worked in so many different labs worked with different directors and things of that nature picked everyone's brain uh and now we're basically here where i'm at today well let me ask you this person has sleep apnea they're snoring they're tired short-term memory is going and they don't know why and so then you go get yourself some help you get treated you get on the cpap you get on the apap or whatever now life is better now are you reversing the damage that has been done i think with the heart that's a that's a tricky question because i mean once you honestly damage the heart depending on how severe it is some of those things you're probably going to be stuck with with the brain it reheals itself so when you stuck oxygen out of the brain you're destroying all those neurons which you know causes the headaches and causes the memory loss right well if you're sleeping and your oxygen level is actually high, it's it's restoring those neurons. So gradually in time, you should become sharper. You should feel a little bit better. The headache should be gone. 
So things definitely do change. The hard thing, because there's not really a lot of research behind it, and I don't have numbers for that, I can't accurately sit there and say that it's going to reverse the effects of the heart. But I know for a fact, with a lot of the patients I've seen and had, we've been able to, to, to ease them off of their insulin because it's helped their diabetes. We've been able to ease them off of high blood pressure meds because it's, it's helped get, basically gotten rid of the high blood pressure. Uh, so if it does those two things, there's no way it doesn't help the body in, 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 some, in some, some way. Okay. So now tell us about TaylorMade Sleep Services. What does your company do? Well, my company basically was formed, honestly, just over the years of doing things. I mean, you told that horror story at the beginning of the podcast, and it's like, hell no, I ain't trying to do that sleep study, and there's right. so many people like it. So I just want to throw out some numbers real quick, and then, I'll, then I'm not going to make it long with it, but mm-hmm. I just want people to know the, the information. There are about 23 million people that go undiagnosed every year from sleep apnea. The ones that are treated and diagnosed, 5.9 million. Mm-hmm. How many stay on treatment? 56% of them drop off. Mm-hmm. That is a gigantic, staggering number. Where's the disconnect? We got millions of doctors, and we have tons of labs, and we have tons of DME equipment companies. Where is the disconnect? Why is this number so high? So that, you know, and considering all the numbers and this and that, is there a need? Absolutely Absolutely, there's a need. Why do patients most likely not want to be tested? For the simple fact they don't want to go to doctors. You really think about it. Who wants to go sit in an office for about two or three hours? And this is after you even have an appointment. Mm -hmm. Two or three hours to basically be screened by the nurse and then see the doctor for 10 minutes. Nobody. And half the people I've actually talked to, that is the main reason why they wouldn't even have a study done. So we created TaylorMade because... I thought it would be beneficial. What if I can literally do a consultation and screen you at the comfort of your own home? And what if I can send you a unit that I basically see the status of your apnea and you send that unit back and I can give you a diagnosis? And what if at the comfort of your own home, I can send you CPAP equipment? And what if at the comfort of your own home, I can follow up with you and actually give you good coaching to make sure that you are not part of that 56% that drops off every year from CPAP therapy. That's why we were created. The need for this is staggering. I can't tell you how many people I've run into at airports. I'm just sitting there minding my business in scrubs, and they ask me, what do I do? And I tell them. And it's like, oh, my God, my husband. Oh, my God, my nephew. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, my uncle. They're, everybody knows somebody that's had an issue. Either they know they have apnea and don't know how to get get screened and tested from which shame on us for not giving them the information or they have been tested and just put their machine away because they just couldn't use it so that's why we were created look i know one you know they say one person can't change the world well you know that's a big number of people out there that need help right and i'm trying to put it in that every year those 56 uh, percent that fall off Here's a platform for you. We, we specialize in compliance and giving you great coaching. Talk to other people that, have, that we've helped, okay, that experience the same exact thing as you, mm-hmm. and yet we get them through it. You, you know, like, and, and then the ones that, well, man, I don't want to be hooked to a lot of wires and this and that. No problem. You don't have to do that. So for every excuse that you can give, I've taken it out. I don't want to go to a doctor. No problem. I got you covered. I don't want to be monitored or this and that, or yada, 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 go sleep at a lab and be hooked to a lot of wires. 
You know what? I don't blame you. I wouldn't like it either. No problem about taking that out. I don't want to wear the mask. Honestly, God, I can't help you there. You're going to have to. But everything else, I got you covered. It's wow, just that's incredible. Any excuse you can give me, I've built this company to, to have an answer for. You have really no excuse. Mm-hmm. Get treated. Wow. Is apnea colorblind? Apnea is an equal opportunity type of the right. type of disease, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Out of my 12 years, I would actually say, and, and this is a fun thing, too, it's equal not only in race, but it's equal in gender as well. Wow. Not only do men have it, but women have it just as much as men, especially women, because, you know, you know it's never a good thing to talk about a woman's weight, but let's be real. You know, after a few kids. <laughs> this and that things change with the body and more weights there and this and that and women are the worst at this but they're honest to god i'll back it up by saying they're the the easiest patients because they're willing to do whatever it takes to get it fixed Mm -hmm. like you don't have to drag a woman into a sleep lab you have to drag a man there but the women no they realize they have an issue if they hit a certain age where they don't really care if they have to wear a mask or not they just want to fix Mm -hmm. oh yeah they'll come in but yeah, no, it's it's even all all throughout the board. White, black, Mexican, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Indian, you name it. What whatever nationalities out there, everybody has it. And what do you say to to those heavy snorers? They know they snore. You know, they mm-hmm. may in the back of their mind think they have apnea, but they're just trying to fix the snoring. And they see an infomercial about a device or a gadget on TV. Put this in your mouth and we guarantee you'll stop snoring or you use this pillow and it turns your head a certain way and you'll stop <laughs> snoring. What do you say to those folks? Get real. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with a few of the a few of the devices. It's absolutely comical. Snoring is a muscle palate issue, right? It's in your throat. Shoving something up your nose to open up your nasal passages isn't going to do anything. I'm sorry, it isn't. It may help you breathe better in and out through your nose, but once you go to sleep, that muscle's still going to be weak. If you have a deviated septum, shoving something up your nose isn't going to help other than surgery. Now, there is the the mouth device that uh, I'm I'm assuming you're probably talking about. There is one. It's called an MRD. It actually does help and does work. However, it has to be prescribed to you, and you have to be fitted with it by a dentist. It's a prescription. Uh, it moves your bottom jaw slightly forward. The mouthpieces that they're basically selling online are, are nothing more than mouth guards that stop you from basically chewing on your teeth. They're not moving your bottom jaw forward or readjusting it, which is slightly painful. It's not comfortable. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yay. whoop you do But to those that basically know it, kind of full of, you know baloney i guess okay and that those infomercials at night all these gadgets and things like that i was asking for a friend hey you on auto path boy you gotta stick with it now come on now uh, and let <laughs> me say and let me say this when i first got the cpap and i want you to address this one of my issues it was my first time you know and Unlike what you're, you're providing, they say, here you go, take care, see you later, right? Mm-hmm. And so I get home and I hook this concoction, it's my first time. And so part of the problem was, okay, now I got to realize I'm sleeping with this thing on my face. So if I was a belly sleeper, I might need to adjust. If I want to have a conversation with my wife, I might need to 
rethink how I do that and let her know, okay, mm -hmm. I'm going under. So what do you say to people who think, you know, well, the reason I'm out of it is because that mask was just too much for me to bear? Right. Well, I always say to everybody, everything is difficult the first time around. I always compare it to exercising, right? If you've never worked out before and your doctor basically says, hey, you need to start exercising. The first time you go to the gym and actually exercise, you feel miserable as hell. It's mm -hmm. like, I don't want to do it, this and that. You leave basically, uh -uh, I can't do it, blah, 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 blah. Mentally, you're just like, no, I can't do it, blah, 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 blah. But if you stick with it, you get through the hard times, what always happens? Results. Yeah. You start losing weight. You start feeling better. You start looking better, too. Same thing with pap therapy, to be quite mm -hmm. honest. Mm -hmm. If you stick with the therapy, with great coaching, mind you, you'll feel better. Once you start, honest to God, feeling the results, everything else takes care of itself. You know why people are stomach sleepers half the time? It's because the muscle palate can't fall backwards. It stops them from snoring as much. It stops them from having apnea. Your brain makes you roll that way when you sleep. It's a sub subconscious thing. So when people say, oh, I normally sleep on my stomach, you won't need to anymore. That's right. always my response. You can sleep on your side, but, yeah, on your stomach, it's really not feasible. But then again, too, you won't even need to. If I can fix your apnea while you're on your back, you can roll on your side and be perfectly fine. Right, the yeah. auto path mm -hmm. is going gonna, is gonna to figure it out. But generally speaking, most people, once they sleep well, they don't move. Mm -hmm. My suggestion always to those patients is what I always suggest. And I, I had a few friends that said the same thing. They don't know if they can wear a mask or this and that. When the first time you wear a mask, I suggest taking a slight sleep aid. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sit on the couch or something. Sit, sit upright in the bed and watch TV. Get used to it maybe an hour before you feel like you might fall asleep. And just wear it. Get used to the air. Get used to everything. Honest to God, in 10 minutes of time, you don't even feel it anymore. You seriously, other than the fact that you have a mask on your face, you don't feel the air anymore. Your body's already used to it. All right? As far as, like, conversating with the wife, get that all done before you go mm -hmm. to bed, baby. Yep. <laughs> when it's time to shut it down, it's time to shut it down. A lot of people need to shut it down literally an hour and a half to two hours before bedtime. Mm -hmm. Dinner time is the best time to talk anyway. Right. You know, just, just have your conversation, do that, start gradually winding down. Gradually get your body into a rhythm to where once you hit that bed, you already know what time it is, Okay. But if you do that the first maybe three or four nights that you use it, just sit up with it and wear it and breathe with it. And, you know, and gradually you'll fall asleep. I guarantee you, you'll start seeing better results. And then eventually you'll just go in there, put the mask on and go to sleep. It's that simple. It's not as bad as it used to be. Masks have come an awful long way. And they're actually pretty comfortable now. Hell, I'm wearing one. Yeah. And I was one of them patients that was like, I don't even know. You know what I mean? And I did it. I took a nice little sleep aid. I sat in the bed and this and that. Uh, my girlfriend, actually, that night, the first time I wore it, had to keep hitting my arm because I was so quiet. Mm -hmm. Like, well, the myth is that the machines are loud and right. noise yeah, nope. and this and that. Nope. No. Dead silent. Mm -hmm. Unless you have a leak or you're doing something wrong, you shouldn't hear anything. Right. Anything at all. With my company, too, and I want to stress this, we use something that any time a patient gets the machine, it's something called My Air. It's an app that you download from your machine. Yep. Right. 
you know what I'm talking about, right? The, uh, mm-hmm. the, the your sleep number. Yeah. That's how we monitor patients. Okay. I always say, okay, after you get your machine, text me your numbers the morning, so I know exactly what's going on. So I can basically see, okay, your score is at 80 something. Now look at how long you used it. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you take the mask off a few times? This and that. What was your AHI, which is how many events you had? What was all? The, how high did the machine get? That helps me determine basically what your problem is. If honestly everything else is legit and you just didn't get enough sleep with it, then I'm like, that's an easy fix. Just try to go to bed a little bit earlier. Gradually, you, gradually you'll get there, this and that. But if you're taking the mask off seven or eight times and that's your reason, it could honestly be that the mask is just uncomfortable and we need to get you another one. But at least now you have an outlet, right? Before, and it's like you said, when you go to a medical equipment company, uh, since now they get all their money up front, and I'm not saying all medical companies are like this, so I don't want to knock all of them. I just know the majority of them because I work with them. Uh, once you get your machine, yeah, they'll make, do one free mask exchange, and then, and then that's it. They don't want to take calls with you about your, uh, you know, you struggling or this and that because there's no money in it. They, you know what I mean? Like they got their money from you. Why the hell would they care whether you stay on therapy or not? Well, we care. Yeah, so and, and one of the things outside of, you know, everything you talk about, you can do this from home. One of the recurring things that I keep hearing from you that I didn't have is you keep using the word coaching, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I remember one time just throwing this mask off and just saying, you know, back in the day, like, I don't even know why I'm done with this because I was improperly, come to find out, I was improperly fitted. And right. didn't know that. So I'm like this thing and I'm sitting there all night twisting, turning, trying to find the right move to make this air stop seeping out and then move it down and move it up do i need it over my nose do i need it over everything you know what this is too much Mm -hmm. and to your point they didn't give me a number to call (laughs) you know they just say here you go we're done (laughs) take care of yourself you know that's the cold part um go ahead there's a funny thing too and i hate i'm sorry to cut Mm -hmm. you off funny thing too if you went to a gym right and your personal trainer said here's the workout good luck how many people you think would stick with it None. Exactly. None. So how is this any different? No. Nope. <laughs> how is this any and different? And even the most diehard, at some point, some people can go a couple days, but then they need, am I doing it right? I'm not, you know, something's off. They need somebody, a professional, to tap in and say X, Y, Z. But when you leave right. folks to fend for themselves, and I consider myself to be a responsible guy, but I was going through it too with this whole CPAP thing. And as I got more educated, and then, of course, as a better consumer, I knew how to ask the right questions or I forced myself. I shouldn't have to do mm-hmm. that. But I imposed myself on people. It didn't come with the package. This was me being extra. Right. So, and people shouldn't have to do that, man. Exactly. So people don't want to do that. No, they don't. It's, you know, they're already yeah. kind of insecure that I have to have this machine to survive. And then where are you going to put it? A nice thing? You gonna, when people come over, right. you hiding it? I mean, what, what are you doing? Exactly. Exactly. I, I have mine out with pride. I yeah, me too. Pride. Mine's got its own little, <laughs> own little stand. Yeah. Yeah. It's my, it, it's a sleek little thing, too. Oh, and the My Air. When I first started with the APAP, I was so excited every morning to check my score. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was super Isn't excited it? because I was now, you know, I'm, I'm more educated about it. So I'm like, wow. And then when I saw a score that wasn't cute, I'm like, well, you know, you only got six hours sleep, dude. Put it in. You put it on late and you knew you had to get up early. 
So I put, I factored those things in, but I always wanted to be obedient because I like waking up and seeing a hundred. Yes, yeah, almost like a I kid. I get mad when I don't get a hundred. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and for those of you who will be entering into this world, you'll know what we're talking about soon enough. So speaking of that, if I'm out there listening, and I think I may suffer from sleep apnea, and I wanted to use your services that allows mm -hmm. me to do everything from home, what steps should I take? Actually, it's very simple. Go to tailormadesleep.com. On the very first page, it says book online. Select that button, and immediately it's just a patient card. You put your name, you put your number, you put your email, and you put your sleep complaint. That, that message comes right to us, and we'll deal with it instantly. Uh, you can do that, or you can call at 480-524-8418, or you can send an email at tailormadesleepservices at yahoo.com. Uh, I would say the easiest and most effective way, just go to the website, mm -hmm. check out, you can, you can actually look at our, you know, see our content and things of that nature, what all we do consultation wise, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, I guess the message I want to send to everybody is look, you're not alone. People, every, I mean, people are always sleep deprived and always fatigued and we put it on everything else, but the reason and I always leave everything with, with this question, what if? What if you're a patient, you're on high blood pressure, you, you, you're diabetic, you're tired, you're fatigued, you don't have the energy to have sex, you don't have the energy to do good and work, to come home and do normal household chores, cut the grass, everything that used to be easy to you is difficult. What if getting screened and getting tested solves that problem? One thing can solve 300 issues that you probably have, then all of a sudden, you have energy. Your marriage is great. You have energy with your kids. You're getting household things done. You're more motivated at work. You know what comes with more motivation at work? More money. What if you are that person that has this one problem and you've always had this question? There's something wrong with me. Why am I so tired? Why am I so, you know, sleep deprived? Why can't I get going? Why is my memory leaving? What if this solves it? Isn't that worth giving it a shot? Absolutely. I can attest to that. Well, I know you can. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can. Okay. Well, look, man, I got one final question that I ask everybody mm -hmm. that comes on the I'm Necessary podcast. But before I launch that question, I want to open the floor up to you. Uh, is there something we didn't ask that we should ask? Or is there something that people should know? The floor is yours. Um, yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, I mean... Uh, I know we're, you know, we're going through crazy times right now with, you know, with COVID, with, with, you know, the cops and, and then out here, this heat and everything. I mean, I guess I just, I wish everybody, you know, to stay safe and stay positive and always honest to God, try to keep an open mind. Uh, me being ex-military, honestly, we don't do enough for our veterans. We don't do enough for our, our, our heroes out there. Not everybody's bad. Not everybody, you know, not everybody's evil there is still good in this world mm -hmm. our military vets that have literally went over there and fought for us for our freedom and i'm one of them one in five of them always have sleep apnea wow. one out of five that makes them or considers them 50 percent disabled imagine that 50 percent disabled if you have apnea if you are amputee you're only 45 percent. so this is actually pretty damn serious in the military yeah there's a waiting list 
regardless of the, the, the 100,000 labs that associate with the VA, there's a waiting list for about seven or eight months for these vets to actually get in and get tested. And I know because I used to work at labs that we did that. And these guys would come in and say, man, I've been on the waiting list for three months. Three months mm. when you're 50% disabled. Our firefighters and our cops, 40% of them, 40% of them have a sleeping disorder, which goes into a lot about people's moods. <laughs> right. If you're tired and fatigued, you're always moody. You're always angry. But if you're trying to put out a fire and this and that or, or, or the things that you normally do, like cutting grass and this and that, these firefighters have to carry hoses and swing axes and go into burning buildings and things of like that. 40% of them have a sleeping disorder and don't even know it. We're not doing anything to screen them. They're not, there's, there aren't strong enough wellness policies to actually you know, include just asking a questionnaire and things of that nature for them. I'm trying to provide that for everyone, uh, for cops, for firefighters, for military, for everybody, for bariatric patients, for kids, you name it. This program is designed to literally help and screen patients and get patients treated in a timely manner. What generally takes two and a half months, close to three months to actually complete, and a lot of money was spent. We're talking about getting things done in a week and a half versus damn it's three months. I've made it easy for everybody. There are no excuses anymore. No excuses. I've taken all that off the table. The only thing I leave you with now is what if. Right. Woo. Incredible. Drop the mic on that one. Yeah. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. All right, my guy. So here it goes. What makes you necessary? Oh, man. I just said it, man. Uh, mm -hmm. Millions go undiagnosed. Millions do get diagnosed and, and, and fall off treatment. Millions need help. And I am here to answer that call. That's what makes me necessary. Wow. Well, once again, man, I'm so glad that, you know, Nick hooked us up and I have this platform. But more importantly, you have this this cure and that's how life is supposed to work man that's ex what happened here organically is how life is supposed to work man everybody playing their part and this will be in the cloud forever so whoever needs to hear this other than those that we force it on their plate because now that we have this make sure I know I'm gonna make sure I put it in front of people who probably need to hear this but other than mm -hmm. that you know, those people who need to find it, it's going to be out here in the cloud, man. So, Rob, thank you so much, man, for coming on the show. Uh, appreciate you being here. I appreciate the gifts that you're bringing to the world, especially me being a person who uh, has sleep apnea and wish I would have met you sooner. But it's all good, man. So thank you so much for taking the time to be on the I Am Necessary podcast, man. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Keep doing what you're doing. I love the content. I love the message you always send uh, out to your listeners. Continue to keep driving, keep pushing, and continue to inspire, my friend. All right. So, as always, this is the I Am Necessary podcast. This is your boy, Marcel. Be needed, be necessary, and I'm out.